0: Welcome to episode 80 of Cowboys Ride for Free, the podcast. My name is Joel Penfield, and as always, I'm joined by Philip Slavin. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, as long as we get done with this thing in time for me to watch the basketball game.
0: Yeah, but I'm heading there right after this, so this will probably be a pretty quick episode if I had to vent- if I had ventured to guess. Um, okay, so we were going to go into West Virginia here in a second, but uh, we talked about something off-air uh, for everyone listening. that uh, I work in the ticket office on game days in Galgriban and Boone Picken Stadium. And on uh, Sunday, when I worked the women's basketball game, I walked into the arena about halfway through the first quarter just to see how the game was going and how attended it was and all that good stuff. And I walked in right as Larry Reese announced that former Oklahoma State wide receiver James Washington was at the game, and I thought that was really cool. I, you know, was looking for him, but I was looking like courtside or in a suite or behind the benches, something like that, expecting you know he's going to get some royal some you know treatment coming back from playing with Steelers. But as I looked into the student section, he was sitting in general admission. I can only assume that he actually bought a ticket to the game, which is the most James Washington thing ever—to watch the women's basketball game with his girlfriend. I just thought that was a really cool story, and just shows how humble he is, and you know how he really is the consummate professional.
1: Yeah, that's pretty neat. It is. It you're right. It is the most James Washington thing ever to just come in not expect special treatment, buy himself a ticket in the GA section and just sit down and watch a women's basketball game. I, That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool story. I, I wish I had mentioned it on Sunday when we recorded last, but uh, obviously with that, the way Bedlam ended and then basketball blowing a 25-point lead, I, we had too much to talk about and I didn't think about it at the time.
1: Yeah, we were a little preoccupied.
0: We were just a little preoccupied there, but I just thought everyone would want to hear that because that's a pretty cool story because we all love James, and he, uh, he's easily one of my favorite players to ever come through Oklahoma State. So that's, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, moving on, uh, Oklahoma State's got another game on Saturday, uh, playing West Virginia at home, last home game of the year, senior day, 2.30 uh, on ABC, I believe, or Fox, one of the two.
1: Uh, I believe it's
0: uh, ABC. Okay, Cool. Yep, yeah, so this is the last home game of the year. Big, another big chance for Oklahoma State to find a way to get that sixth win uh, that's eluded them the last two weeks in two really close games. Uh, Philip, what what are your initial thoughts about this game?
1: So, my, my first thought is this, and it, and it's why I don't – let me say there's three reasons I don't think is going to win this game. First off, if you've paid attention to West Virginia this season, there's two ways – there are two things you have to do to beat them. Hey, you have to stop the run, make them one-dimensional, and force Will Greer to play hero ball. And two, got to force turnovers. Iowa State turned West Virginia into a a team that could only pass, they couldn't run. They shut down West Virginia's run game, and it worked perfectly, and Iowa State just railroaded West Virginia. Kansas had an SEC... Kansas had a surprisingly close game with West Virginia. And why was that? Because Kansas was really good at forcing turnovers. So those are the two things you've really got to do to get West Virginia in a game. And what are the two things that OSU's offense, or what are the two things that OSU's defense has not been able to do this year? Stop the run, at least not since and Daniels went out, and force turnovers. I, I don't think OSU can get into a shootout for a second straight game and try and win. I don't, uh, because we have yet to see back-to-back games where this team has been consistent, consistent in executing the offense effectively, consistent on defense, or consistent in not committing stupid penalties and making boneheaded mistakes. They had, a, yeah. And I, I just I don't know that I can expect them after two big letdown games to come out in this game and not revert back to kind of the Baylor situation of committing penalties and and not being efficient.
0: Yeah, this is is an interesting matchup because Oklahoma State has played well against them the last few years, finding ways to win pretty close games the last three years, including a dominant win two years ago. But this is a very different team. Obviously, Will Greer is on one right now. David Sills is a great wide receiver. Uh, I can't, the running back's name escapes me right now, but he's had a great year as well. That offense is just clicking, obviously, at the right time. Going into the final month of the season, looking at a potential back-to-back matchup against OU because they played them in the last game of the season. Uh, um, maybe is it? Is it? I perhaps I, I said they're playing their way into it, it but all matter-
1: it all depends on who wins the Texas Iowa State game this weekend. That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of hoping. Part of me is hoping for some chaos, and I want to see Iowa State play. I don't know why. Just, you know, why not? Um, but yeah, this, this is kind of an interesting matchup. But I. Th- I've kind of gone back and forth on it quite a bit because I – coming off of two really close games, I just don't know if Oklahoma State's going to be able to get up, especially for another ranked opponent, another top 10 game back to back. If they use up all their energy in Bedlam, uh, this could be a huge letdown, or they find a way to continue to rise up and play another close game against a good team, which they've done all year, playing the teams that they that they have no business beating and playing well in those games. So this is one of those that do they keep playing up to their competition or is this going to be a massive letdown and a blowout on senior day? And it, I feel like it's going to go either way. It's kind of how I feel about the Texas game in that I felt like either Texas was going to come out and they were just going to absolutely throttle us or we were going to be able to hang in with them and fight a win and win a close game. And that's kind of how I feel right now.
1: Yeah, I just I, – isn't it ironic that before the season, I think every OSU fan saw this game and had it circled as – that's going to be the big upset of the year because we have one mm-hmm. every year, and that was going to be the upset. And now it's like, uh, did we already get that with Texas? Like, was that was that what, the one we're going to get? I mean, Texas was overrated, but they were number six when we faced them, or when Oklahoma State faced them. Is this going to be just kind of a a bad game? And I, I mean, just,
0: I think there's a good chance of it.
1: I don't think West Virginia is going to have their November collapse like they usually do, and I don't, you know, they could lose to OU next week, but I don't consider that a collapse, that's just going up against OU yeah. and not being able to beat OU again. If they're going to have a collapse, it's got to happen this week, and I just don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of going back and forth on it and by the end of the podcast. Hopefully, I'll actually have a decision on where I'm going to roll with it, but I just I have a hard time believing that Oklahoma State can win this game, but at the same time, they've found ways to get up for big games this year, and especially the last game of the year at home. It's going to be packed again. You know, people are going to roll out at senior day, guys at their last game at Boone Pickens Stadium. There's there's precedent for Oklahoma State getting up for these type of games. And there's also the precedent, even though this doesn't look like that same West Virginia team, they've collapsed in November in games that they should win or in games that matter a lot in the implications of their season. So a lot can be in play here that could swing Oklahoma State's way. I just don't know if it's going to again, like we saw against Texas.
1: Yeah, and you know – the, the playoff committee came with their rankings this week, and the top 10 stayed exactly the same. They uh, Generally, every year, around this week or next, there's an upset that no one sees coming.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: that, that matters more for the top five or six, but West Virginia is in the top 10. If there's going to be a couple of upsets no one sees coming, Oklahoma State beating West Virginia would classify as one of those,
0: I think. Right, right. Um,
1: so there's a lot of reasons to think that it could happen this week. I just... OSU has not been, has not had back to back good games. They've been inconsistent each week. And I just don't expect to see a performance like OU, which is what they would have to do to beat West Virginia. And I just, or West Virginia just had to come out and be terrible. And I just don't see that. And I would also say, as inconsistent as they have been, I would almost rather see, um, a kind of a letdown performance this week and see them get up for next week against TCU where they have a good shot of if they play really, really well, they can beat a TCU team that just can't score at all.
0: Right, and that, that'd be a good game to end the year on. And the, I just, it's hard to pick up on to win, especially because they've won the games that we didn't think they would. And they've lost the games that we thought at least there was a good chance they could find a way to win. So it's been a very tough year trying to prognosticate what's going to go on on the field on Saturdays.
1: Now, if they avoid the penalties, they'll have a good game.
0: I mean, right? We, and seeing. we've seen that all year. We've seen that all year. And they only had five against OU. Five, for, like that?
1: not just five. Five for thirty-one yards. So, so those were a lot of five-yard penalties. They were. At, they've been averaging ten and fifteen-yard penalties all year. When they get, when they stay out of trouble and they keep those penalties and the penalty yards down, they have their best games. Boise State, Texas, and Oklahoma. Four penalties, four penalties, and five. Those were their best games. They went two and one right. of those. When they keep the penalties down, they play well. When they play boneheaded and make stupid mistakes, like they did against Baylor, like they did against Texas Tech, like they did against Iowa State, they just they're not going to be in that game. If they come out and do that again against West Virginia, they will not be in this game. They'll shoot themselves in the foot and they'll have no chance, which is again why I would love to hope that they're done with the penalties, but I I just feel like this OSU team has another clunker of a game in them, and I'd rather it come against West Virginia this week than on the road against a TCU team that they absolutely should beat next week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would rather the letdown be now and then go into next week and hopefully they can get up and find a way to get that sixth win on the road against a TCU team who's really, really struggled in conference play for sure. I guess my biggest thing is: Did we see the peak performance from the offense last week, or in some some way do you? I don't necessarily expect to see a repeat performance of how great the offense was, it, it, despite OU's offense or OU's defense being non-existent. Do we? Can we expect to see maybe something similar?
1: I mean, I think they'll score points. I I'm with you. Yeah, I do. I think West Virginia's defense is is solid, but it's not amazing. Um, I think OSU can put points up on them. I think there's there's enough talent. I think Taylor Cornelius is playing well enough, specifically since the bye week, to score points. Justice, Health, Justice Hill is supposed to be healthy. Chuba Hubbard's continuing to show how good he can be. I think they can score points. I just don't know if this gets into a shootout. Like It could go the way the West Virginia-Texas game did, and Will Greer's just going to have another, you know, Heisman worthy moment where they win. I don't know if the defense can do enough to hold West Virginia from scoring 45, 48 points. And I don't trust OSU to keep up with them. The offense yeah, has been so. really I... good, but I don't trust the offense to keep up with them this year. And I don't trust the defense to keep them from scoring.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel. I think Oklahoma, you know, in years past, if you get into a shootout with Oklahoma State, you feel pretty good about Oklahoma State's chances to win the game despite defenses. This year, I just don't see that, and obviously that's just this year. This is kind of, it's kind of an anomaly with how Oklahoma State has been in recent years. But that's, I feel like there's a chance, and I keep trying to tell myself that. But then again, I get my hopes up, and then I just get let down, which is how kind of how this year has been. Do we just want to go into a prediction here? and you know, Let's go uniforms first, and then we'll go into the game.
1: Senior night at home. Two thirty. I don't know what they'll wear, but I can tell you what I would love to see would be black, black, orange, and just rewear okay. the black helmet from the last week. I think the solid black helmet with the chrome brand oh, looks I so good. I love that thing. I love that. It's so simple and it's just so good. Give me that with the black jersey and the orange pants. That's a great combo. Against West Virginia's likely like white, white, navy. I think it would look fantastic on the field.
0: Yeah, the one that I want to see, and we haven't seen this one since they've done the new uniforms. This is the third year of it. The black, orange, black. Ooh. And I've seen like recruits wear it. I've seen that in like promo pictures. I think Tyron Johnson's wearing in one of the promo pictures that Orange Power Studios did. But I would love to see that with the badge, and I think that would be a solid look. I it's one of those I've been waiting to see it and I've been waiting for them to pull it out, but they've done a lot of black, 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 orange, like you said, but I'm waiting to see the, the alternating black, orange, black. And I think that would be the way to go last game of the year. Why not pull out something really, really nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I hope the seniors kind of get to get to have some say in, in what they wear on Saturday.
0: Right. I think that would be really cool. And I, and they would be deservingly. So, um, uh, all right, let's get let's give a score prediction. Let's put it out on the airwaves here.
1: Hold on. I got to make sure I gave the same score prediction I gave in the uh round table or I'm going to sound silly. I I've got West Virginia 45, OSU 31. Like I said, I think OSU could put up some points. Um but I just think West Virginia is going to be too much. And frankly, I don't I don't think the fan base or the players could stand another Late, close, down to the last play, or blow ten point halftime. Like I, I'm, I'm of the point where I don't need another Baylor or OU game where it's just soul crushing. Like I'd rather just be down fourteen the whole game and, and watch, but not have to like get to the end and be like, oh, we were so close. If we had only just done this, I don't need a third game in a row of that.
0: I, I don't think my heart could take another one of those. <laughs> I really don't think so. Well,
1: my liver can't.
0: Oh my, my! liver can't either. God, last week I just drank out of my sixty-four ounce growler the whole game, so that was a uh, that was an adventure. Uh, yeah, I my my roommates are very proud of me. <laughs> um, if I had to pick right now, I'm feeling optimistic on a Wednesday. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State forty-five, West Virginia thirty-five. Like I 10 think –
1: point Oka- win.
0: Wow. I'm I'm going ten point win. I just I. I think Oklahoma State's going to be able to get up for this game, and if they can hit West Virginia in the mouth early, I think they got a chance. And I think with the way the offense is playing and clicking, the way they have in recent games, I just I feel good about this week. I wish I could explain more why, but I just feel good walking in on Saturday thinking we can win.
1: All right, that's that's interesting. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd rather well. Honestly, I'd rather just get let down and get beat by three touchdowns. And at least I won't feel like devastated <laughs> like I did the last two weeks. But, you know, at least for right now, I'm, I'm feeling the wake. it right now kind of feels like how I did walking to the stadium on Saturday when we played Texas all week. I thought they were going to beat us. And I just walked in on Saturday and went just kind of feels like one of those days that Oklahoma State's going to win and they ended up doing it. So hopefully I'm riding that same feeling and they can find a way to win.
1: I hope you're right, man. It'd be really good to get that sixth win this week, and not have to go to TCU next week with with the final game of the season on the line to get to ball eligibility.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think this is a, it's an again it's one of those that Oklahoma State just finds a way to get up for big games. They've done it all year, even though we lost to OU, they still got up for it and played the another top ten team really really well. So I there's precedent for it. So I'm going to go with it. All right. And I think the last thing we'll talk about here, short briefly. Uh, We're recording on Wednesday night. Oklahoma State's got a basketball game in about 45 minutes, but obviously we're not going to discuss it because there's not too much pregame to discuss. But thankfully, they play again on Sunday, so we'll have two games to talk about uh, this week, and we'll get to that as well as a West Virginia recap. Uh, but big basketball news today. Three of the four recruits that Mike Boynton has brought in, the Boom Twins and Avery Anderson, uh, signed their letters of intent today. So, And Marcus Watson's uh, slated to sign later this week. So Mike Boynton's got his his boys in there. they got a pretty good recruiting class coming in, and the future's the future's bright.
1: Yeah. Uh, rivals and 24-7 both put out their uh, class rankings for 2019. I think Rivals had Oklahoma State's at 21. 24-7 had it ranked 14th. Um, both were, at this point, top three in the Big 12. It is a huge... That 2019 class is huge. They Absolutely are. huge. I think this is going to be a rough season for Boynton. Um, we're going to... By the way, the I did not realize how bad that call was at the end of the Charlotte game. Oh, and it was I, egregious. I, and it's I horrible. mean, every national writer I've seen looks at that and goes, that is stupid. And apparently the ref who blew the whistle is well known as a... Why is that guy still have a job, ref? Um, good to know. Awesome. Uh I, I look I feel I'll probably it look stupid later. I feel good about OSU tonight. I don't think UTSA is that good. Their best player is out until like December. So I, I feel good about Oklahoma State against UTSA. Um that Charlton game makes me a little nervous. That's a that's a talented mid major program. Um and with OSU still without Michael Cunningham, Michael Weathers, um, which are two of their you know better players? Um, it's it's going to be interesting until those guys are in and playing consistently. So we'll just kind of see how things go moving forward.
0: Yeah, while you were talking, I was checking Twitter real quick, and Mike Cunningham is in his is not in warmups tonight. He was kind of standing out with a hoodie and sweat, so it doesn't look like he's playing tonight either. Still so dealing hopefully, with hamstring he get injury. Can help- Yep, looks like it. So hopefully we can have him soon. And I feel like that'll just add more depth and put a little, take a little bit of the pressure off some of these freshmen that are having to get big minutes early.
1: Oh, so that, he's he's so important for this season, and so is absolutely Weathers. those yes. guys are so important for this season. And if they don't, I mean, Weathers will get back when they decide he's ready to get back. But this team, I think, really needs that senior uh, experience, that leadership, and experience that Cunningham can bring to the team. And I it it's going to be a rough season, but in the difference between like this and say a rough season with Travis Ford is you look at that recruiting class and you saw what Mike Boynton did last year and you go, it's okay. This is a work in progress, but they're building towards something really, really good. So I'm okay with a season where they probably don't make the tournament again. and Maybe they take a step back from last year, but I have faith that the the sun is 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 going to rise very soon, and there's a lot of promise on the horizon with this basketball team.
0: Yes, absolutely. The biggest test for Boynton was, uh, that people had early on was, can he recruit to Stillwater to get four four-stars? And I really think Caleb Boone is going to be a five-star by the time he shows up. To have those guys coming in, uh, it's very obvious that he's able to recruit to Oklahoma State and recruit to Stillwater. So I really believe in what he's doing, and this while this season might not be as great, um, I know what's building in the future is going to be really really good,
1: yeah, I well, want just remember like he had to throw together a twenty eighteen recruiting class and and he did a heck of a job,
0: oh no doubt
1: there's some there's some I still think likely is gonna be the the class of this class and and considering he came out late, which is a three star kid i'm i I've liked what I've seen from him so far,
0: yeah. I have I think I remember saying this a while ago, and this might be a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, like forward thinking and kind of highfalutin, I guess. But I think what Mike Boynton's going to build here is kind of like a, a Big 12 Virginia equivalent. Like he's going to bring in a lot of high ceiling guys that are three and four year players that are really good on defense and they're going to beat you that way and build around a, not a bunch of one and duns like KU does. I think he's going to build a lot of three- and four-year guys that are going to play well and be a consistently good program. And I'd yeah. love to see that. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, I think that wraps up this one. Any final thoughts from you before we uh, finish this one up here?
1: Uh, go Pokes.
0: Go Pokes. Beat West Virginia, beat UTSA, beat Charleston, all of that good stuff. Uh, well, I guess that wraps up this episode. Philip, where can they follow you on Twitter if they want to?
1: Follow me personally at OKTXARPoke. So Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas. They also follow my show, the 1012 Podcast, at the number 10, the number 12, the word podcast.
0: All right, you can follow me at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at CowboysRFF. We'll have a lot of good content up on the site this week, so stay locked onto it. And we will see everyone on Monday for the wrap-up of both two basketball games and the West Virginia football games. There's a lot to talk about. Have a good one, everybody.